0: Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. Today's episode is a final wrap-up with Danielle in the beauty of life. This is, of course, a very bittersweet moment. It will not be the official probably last time you actually hear from Danielle or Jennifer next week is her last episode, but I have a feeling we're gonna be hearing from them and little catch up, how are they doing now, types of episodes in the future. So do not worry if you've fallen in love with Danielle and Jennifer's stories, you'll still be able to hear how they're evolving and growing as well in times to come. But in this episode is our official wrap up. But before I get into that, I also just wanna do a little call out in case you missed it on the 400th episode, which aired a few days ago in honor of going into this new era of post episode 400 of The Lively Show, and also in a way kind of in honor of going into the new era of bellalively.com. We are doing a huge epic bundle of all the classes I taught as Jess Lively under JessLively.com. So for anyone that is, new to the world of this space, to a lively world, and has not taken our classes that were taught for all that last decade of my working coaching career. You are welcome to catch up at your heart's content. We've put it all in one place. All the classes I taught under that name, under JessLively.com, which will also help us kind of move forward into the Bella Lively era as well. And we have so many new fun things to be sharing with you very soon but in the meantime we're also kind of creating this epic way to catch up if you are just joining us now and you want to dive into all the many many topics we've covered over the years the lively bundle or the lively archive bundle covers 11 courses including C school magic knot manual flow with intention bella vita unlimited aligned abundance embodied alignment you name it there's money playtime invoice every class thought is just lively we have available's bundled into this it's 280. 88 hours, 111 lessons over those 11 classes Uh, for the next few days. We still have a few days left of our special for the 88 hours after the 400th episode. The classes are all available as the bundle at $888, and you can purchase that over at bellalively.com slash livelyarchive. If that intuitional sense in you is feeling like it's a fit, I hope you enjoy it and dive in and just take it at your heart's content, at your leisure. Many people that we know in the classes join and listen to the recordings whenever they have the time, while they're driving, walking, cleaning, working, you name it, they do it at all different times. Breastfeeding, (laughs) there's so many times people dive into the classes, so you're welcome to catch up on and just dive into the classes that really spark the most joy for you or go through every single one if you want to. It covers a huge range of consciousness and content. Actually, Cocoon is in there too. I mean, you've got the real gamut of everything you might possibly wanna have Basically, because it's everything I ever taught is just lively. So anyways, that's there for you if you'd like it. And the little offer is on special until Friday. And in this episode with Danielle, we're gonna, like I mentioned, wrap up the beauty of life with her, hear how she's feeling after all the time we've spent together. And also she's gonna ask about manifesting in difficult times and in kind of inspiration from her questions, I end up sharing a piece of my own life that happened to me recently, which was very unexpected. It's something I've talked a little bit about in Empowered, my most recent class, as it perfectly lined up with the subject. But it's something I haven't shared here on the show. So let's go to it. Let's enjoy the show. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, Danielle, how are you? This is so strange and exciting and fun and not sad, but just... All the things,
1: it's so many different feelings. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm in a good place now, finally, or I guess not finally. I have always been in an okay place, but um, in my home, getting unpacked and settled. Um, so yeah, i am I'm very good today. Oh, that is so good to hear.
0: I feel all these kind of like I say bittersweet, but just all these emotions coming up, thinking of all the the journey we've been on together for this time and this being kind of a conclusion of the the consistent stream of, of check-ins with you. As I shared before we started recording, we'll do a little check-in and see how you're doing in a few months. But just this whole five or six months, I don't even know how long, I didn't even bother to go back to see when we, do you remember when we first started? Was it January or February? It was January, yeah, January. January, so about six months now, cause now we're in June. So I am just thinking of, you know, <laughs> how does it feel now as you're reflecting, if it's even easy to even think about how you felt in January or where you were then, how, how does it feel between the difference between that point A
1: and this point B? So I have been reflecting back and where I was, um, at the beginning of this, uh, is kind of interesting because I don't know if I've shared this, but I was at a place, um, where, before January, where I was hoping that by December, my business would have taken off and I was going to be able to live abroad and work abroad. Um, But by December, my business was not flowing and I was going to be having to make a pivot um, somewhere, somehow. Um, And that's when I connected with you to kind of reconnect with myself and figure out what um, my journey was going to look like going forward um, and I was spending a lot a lot of time alone um, and I feel that during this experience I have really grown to love that time alone like there was a bit of like victim or like poor me like why am I always alone but I realize now like I really needed that time alone um, and I've come to appreciate that. And actually, when I shifted that energy, it's almost like more people started to reach out, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it really helped in that sense. Um, I have manifested a lot of fun things <laughs> in my new place here, which um, I'm very thankful for. And like, I um, have like the best little things that I really enjoy, um, like essential oils that, you know, like little things that you would never um, really think that would spark joy, really spark joy for me. Um, some of the little jewelry, Uh obviously all the furniture is beautiful. Um, And I just have really learned to make time for myself and like ask myself the questions and really listen. And I feel that that alone time, not that if you don't have the alone time, it doesn't happen. But for me, it's really helped me connect with myself. And sometimes when I feel other emotions, I sometimes realize it's maybe not my emotions, that I'm carrying stuff from other people and that I can help remove that. Yeah. You also moved across Um, the country. That was something that happened too. I remember you were like, I don't know where I want to move. I want to
0: move. God, it's been, it does feel like a bit of a a long time now. It, I mean, six months is a half a year. Yeah. But I remember I want to move. I want to move. I don't know where I don't know where. And then it was like, okay, it's going to be Vancouver, but I don't know when, and I don't know what the job is. And then, then I got the job and I don't know where I'm going to live. Like you've went through a lot of transition in the last six months. And even though your mind came up throughout the, the journey with like questions and sometimes stress as all minds in the unknown do, <laughs> you're, as your inner voice said, if you think about it through all those questions we spent with your inner voice saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Don't worry. Look at all those things that got solved and and found solutions and
1: opportunities. Yeah, I know. And how it kind of, yeah, just like the process was sometimes difficult for the mind except but i i was okay and i am still okay and that in the beginning the questioning of like if this was a really interesting conversation i had with myself about well why should I trust the other voice? But then I was like, but they're both voices in my head. And then I was like, so it really, why not try listening to a different one? Because the one I was listening to (laughs) was giving me the same result that I wasn't necessarily happy with. So um, yeah, just learning to trust that inner guidance. And yeah. Are you happy you did it? the beauty yeah. of life. Yeah, One, 1,000%. 1, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very happy. Yeah, I'm so happy I manifested you too, because
0: I set out the intention of, I've got this container of Jess stuff. And what do I do with the container of Jess stuff? And that was right as I was percolating the idea of beauty of life in itself. And I didn't link them at first together. But then as I was thinking of both ideas simultaneously, I think I was talking with my friend Jess in Detroit, which you guys have met now on the show. And I think it was with her. I was like, yeah, I guess like the just stuff doesn't have to be my stuff in the future. And then, well, wouldn't it be great if I did the makeover or the kind of gift to the beauty of life person <laughs> to be the stuff? And that was just a funny thing to say to Ella as she's going through the applications. By the way, it would be really cool if we ever found somebody <laughs> that would want the stuff. And like that is so specific, right? Because we didn't want to tell you. And We didn't want to like sort people by that criteria that you would say, yes, that's why I or what I want or why I'd want to do the series. So we didn't know if you were going to move or that you would move with no stuff or that you would want the stuff or even have my taste or shoe size like you do. (laughs) But, you know, as the flow would have it, I manifested you as well without doing it directly. You know, I didn't know it would flow as well as it did but it did and isn't that kind of cool and as you had mentioned to me how has it been because you did go from kind of living on a the floor with a mattress for how long were you in that apartment before
1: the furniture arrived um i was here for 6 weeks but then i also got rid of my stuff back in ontario and so i was kind of living a very strange limit uh, like very minimal life for probably close to like 2 months and then you got <laughs> deluge <was> very very <laughs> overwhelming <laughs> When the 50 boxes arrived in my <laughs> tiny apartment. <laughs> and it's
0: so funny, right? Because you people could say, Oh, how would I manifest an entire house of furniture? I don't have any furniture. And it's like, Well, that actually happened to you. You literally got a treasure chest of at least my treasures. I don't know if they feel like your treasures, but um, they all arrived
1: <laughs> at your door. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, and it's really interesting because my mind was like, we need to sort this. We need to get this. like, Because it's very used to like having everything like very simplified and like organized. And it was like going crazy. But my inner voice was, of course, of okay with it. And I said, just take your time and just go slow. And it told me to make a sanctuary, which I did on my balcony. Oh. <laughs> and so I could just go there. <laughs> and get away and, from the chaos um, of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I guess, because my mind just wanted to tackle it. So it's just like you needed a space away from that so that I could, (laughs) I could just relax and be okay. And because it is all just one room. So it is a little bit overwhelming (laughs) to look at, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I slowly have been unpacking everything and it's just, um, putting it in spaces and, um, and then I will start like decorating and everything once I have everything kind of organized. Um, but it's been um, it's been a, a journey on its own, but it's been a really positive one. Um, oh yeah, you're doing wonderful, and I'm sure that's not what you imagined
0: receiving by being chosen for the beauty of life. You're yeah. like, I'm going to get all of that amount of stuff <laughs> out of this out of this uh, series. but hey, it is a uh, when. When you have a, you know, this is very manifesting, right? Law of attraction. I was hoping to find someone that needed stuff, and you might have hoped to receive stuff. And so here we are together. It's 222, as I say that, on my clock. And yeah, it's been so... I'm just so appreciative and thankful for the time we've been together and all the stuff that you shared and even those questions you've asked me that I just kind of go on a ramble in some of the weeks we did where I just like went about dating and like different subjects of shopping. I remember you asking me about. So it's been a joy to not only help you, but also hopefully by sharing on the subjects you've asked about help others. And how does it feel to talk to your inner voice and beanbag now compared to
1: in January before we started working together? It feels um, just kind of natural now. Like, I just feel like I, it's like a muscle that I've been flexing and it's just like very natural for me to, um, if I feel an emotion, to release it, to just take that time. And in the beginning, I remember my mind was like, this is going to take forever. I don't want to do this. Like It would put it off, but now it's just like, it's almost like second nature. It's just like, okay, just take some time. It's not very long. And I just go through it and release that and then um, just reconnect and be like, okay, what is um, my inner voice telling me? Or what, what can I do now? Sometimes it's just like taking a moment of just relaxing Uh, or getting realigned. So that was another thing that I struggled with was like finding that joy in just like the little things. And remember the thing my inner voice said was to dance in my kitchen, which I think was more of a metaphor than actually physically dancing, although I did do that at one point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, just um, that um, finding that joy in the little things in life to get back into alignment and then um, tackle some of the challenges that maybe my mind was having or the questions I was having. Um, Yeah. What would you tell yourself
0: in January or before when you actually submitted the application? What would you, not to her about applying or anything, but what would you say to her with all the questions she had in her mind at the time and all the worries and concerns, what would you, if you could send her a message, write her a verbal letter, what would you want to tell her? What would you want to tell that version of you? Oh. Because, you know, every feeling she's ever had, you know, every concern she ever had, you know, why she had all of it. What
1: would you tell her? Wow. Okay. I'm going to say, <laughs> it sounds super corny, but... That you're going to be okay, that it's all going to be okay, that it's going to work out for you, and that your worries are normal, and that you are exactly where you are supposed to be, which I know sometimes when you (laughs) hear that, it's so frustrating, (laughs) and And that you, um, the other thing that used to be super frustrating is like divine timing. <laughs> I used to feel like, like the timing isn't right. And it used to be so frustrating because sometimes you were just like, okay, just like, give me a little inch, right? <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> um, just 10, let me manifest 10 minutes earlier than when it's supposed to
0: come in her voice. Just 10 minutes, a day, can we get a day yeah. earlier? <laughs> Then the divine yeah. time? Can we just be a day earlier <laughs> than the divine time? Can we do like express shipping on the divine timing and just <laughs>
1: speed that up? <laughs> right. <laughs> um <laughs> but like when you look back on it, like in the moment it may not feel very nice, but it really is true. Like you are being supported and you do um have exactly what you need. Although you may be like, well, I didn't have everything in that exact moment that I wanted, but I I did have everything that I did need in that exact moment. Does that make sense? And does that not sound
0: like every answer your inner voice gave you the whole six months we worked together? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. It And don't you see how much love and compassion and understanding you have for that younger you and just like your inner voice has for you. It's almost as though this you was talking to you the whole six months we were together.
1: Right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? This version. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And imagine if you, I'm just going to play, I'm just curious about this playing. What if, so let's say you're the future you, right? That was the future you compared to January. And she was like, where is my partner? Where is my job? Where am I going to live? Where's my furniture? She had all those questions. What if, what would have happened if you told her it was going to take till the time it was going to take and the way it was going to happen. If you told her it all right when she first asked those questions. How do you think she would have reacted, that you, if you told her the actual, like, well, it's going to take about four months before you figure out you're going to live in Vancouver, and then it's going to take another two months to figure out where you're going to live, and then it's going to take a da-da-da-da, and you're still going to be single in six months. <laughs> what, what do you think uh, she, she, the, that you would, would feel if you actually gave her the details and the time frames that they thinks
1: were actually going to take? That is an interesting she perspective. she reflected or stressed her? I feel... That version of me would have taken it and controlled it in a sense um, where it would try to like manic manifest it kind of thing. Be like, okay, well, I know it's happening. So then I'd be like, okay, so I know I'm going to be going here. So I need to work towards this, like kind of in a controlling manner instead of letting it come to me. I feel that maybe I could be wrong that if I was told something like that now in, in all of the progress that I've made during this journey, that maybe I would be like, okay, that's interesting, but stay open to the possibility, but maybe not, um, of it maybe changing or going in a different direction. But I feel that where I was in January, I would have one, probably wanted it like sooner or two, like, maybe even sabotaged it in a sense where like, I was like, okay, I, I only have this direction and it has to look like this and kind of controlled it and made it maybe a little bit less easy. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Cause
0: the mind in those times, wants the answers, the now, it wants the where, the when, the how all at once, but if it was told you are not going to move cause you moved what three or four months in what, what month you moved in April? April, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's four months, right? So you're gonna say, you're gonna move to Vancouver Mm -hmm. in April, but you cannot move there sooner. You have to stay in Toronto because you're not moving there until April. But you can't, so there's nothing, your mind's gonna, like you said, wanna go into activation mode. Okay, well, I'm gonna be there in April, so then I should find furniture. But it's like, no, you're going to get furniture, but you're not gonna get it until two months after. You'd have actually nothing to really do or enjoy because you'd be like, well, I can't, you'd be feeling, I have a feeling that I would actually feel trapped in the now moments that it's living, it says it'll relax and just enjoy the moment, but actually it would feel trapped, I think, because if you're told that you can't you know, do these things, because they do happen when they happen, right? We're not ta- changing the timeline, we're just giving the mind to the timeline, but not changing anything else. It'll feel like oh, it's gonna happen, but it's not happening yet, it's not happening today, it's not happening for four months, and go insane because it, it can't make it go faster. Versus the actual unknown, Allows you to actually enjoy it a bit more than the dates. And then no chance of changing it, no chance of it being different. It's locked in. you know. It would feel very torturous, I think, to live a life where you feel like it's all locked in. Like, let's say someone in their life goes, when am I gonna get married? And it's like 42. (laughs) And you're not allowed, you're not going to be married before 42 or even 35 for somebody that's really excited about that might be devastating to their mind when they're 18 or something when they find it out. But it's, (laughs) it's actually like the gift is the unknown. And the surprises and all the little nooks right. and crannies. Like if someone knows they're going to get married at 35, then they know that every person they date on the way to 35 is not the person <laughs> they're with. They're like, oh, how could this person not be the person? Yeah. I, why would you even love them? What would be the motivation to do anything, you know? It's funny how it changes things to give the answers. Unlike the actual graceful, compassionate, it's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Keep enjoying dancing in the kitchen yeah, for now.
1: Yeah, completely. Because. It would very much like skew the way you look at things. So, yeah, I agree. There's definitely magic in the unknown. Yeah.
0: Versus. Yeah. And that's where we, I'm calling it now the friendly unknown instead of, because the mind associates the unknown and the dark unknown with something scary, like a monster under the bed for adults. And I just want to make that monster a friendly monster, a cute one with a a stuffed animal monster. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's still unknown, but it doesn't have to be scary. (laughs) It could be a friendly monster. And who said monsters have to be scary? Like the idea of of an entity, a little creature, could be friendly. It doesn't have to be a scary one. And it's like making the unknown friendly, the friendly unknown, that it's working out in your favor. And thank God you don't know yet, because if you did, you might. I know from my own journey of seven years of this, I can say wholeheartedly, if my mind knew the how's the when's and the what would happens, my mind would have stayed home. (laughs) I never would have sold the house in Michigan. You wouldn't even have this stuff in Vancouver. (laughs) Like like I would have just said no, (laughs) if I could have said no, or I would have been Extremely stressed and depressed (laughs) at hearing all the things that were going to happen between that moment and this moment, for example, even though I love how it's actually unfolded in my life, looking back at it now, I would never have wanted it to be the way that it was. From the mind's perspective, seven years ago for myself. So it's better that she didn't know. (laughs) And it's like more graceful to let that little human go through the journey one step at a time, one, you know, beanbag at a time. If she knew how many beanbags she was going to have to release, that would have been depressing (laughs) to the mind, let alone, you know. But now I'm like, I wouldn't go back to having them all. I'd rather have gotten them all out. I just didn't realize how many there might be. (laughs) And thank God I didn't know. For myself at least. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Is there anything we can help you with today, my friend? Or are you feeling
1: pretty easy breezy? Um, I'm feeling pretty easy breezy. Uh there was one question that I had and it may be, <laughs> it's kind of like a past um life kind of associated one. So it is a little bit out there. Um, but do you feel um that some people in their current journey on earth um, have to overcome more hurdles or ride more waves than others? Or is that just?
0: Oh, so good. That's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So many thoughts on that. Um, I'm going to first reference The Journey of Souls. So have you heard of The Journey of Souls book? I have heard it from you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the community at large and our community at large, like kept telling me it was like seven people in like 2018 or so were telling me you have to read the journey of souls. And it was so many people at one, they just knew where I was at in the journey. And they're like, you need to read that book. And so many said it that I did. And I'm so glad they recommended it. And so one of the pieces you learn if you listen, and I always recommend this is not audible sponsorship or anything. So if you do listen to it on Audible, it's really story-driven and pleasant to listen to. But one of the things they talk about in The Journey of Souls, which is a group of past life, life life-between-lives regression hypnotherapy sessions that are put together in a generalized kind of explaining of what happens in between the lives. So once you die, before you come back into a new life, what occurs? And one of the things they explain in the book from the other side and all the hypnosis sessions that people have had from Michael Newton's work, that's the person that was the hypnotherapist that wrote the book, he explains that a lot of times these souls will decide. And there are lifetimes, it said, from the souls that have explained this over the different sessions that have tougher lives, really heavy and intense ones, and also also have like kind of vacation lives after some of those heavy and intense ones. So. It could be like, let's say, a. I remember. I'm just paraphrasing from what I remember the book saying seven years ago, six years ago. But it said stuff like, you know, if you died of war, like a pioneer woman with kids, and it was really tough. Like you could have a life or two that was easier and less dramatic and less stressful. And that also means, on the flip side, some of those lives are more challenging lives and have more going on. So what you look at in different people is different, but not undetermined by the souls coming into
1: those characters to play those roles. Okay. And then, cause you know, the whole thing of like manifestation, um, like no matter what, you'll have to go through that journey or can you pivot things at a time? I'm just curious about this. So I'm just asking this question um, about how, I guess, I, cause if you have your, your soul life here on earth and it's like a certain character, as we talked about in that one, um, day that we, uh, chatted, um, about like if you reincarnated as a NICU baby or such, um, mm-hmm. so you have that version of your life and, um, and you, have it like a bit more challenging, and then you can call in things and raise your vibration, but you might still have more challenges to go through or can you change that direction?
0: Okay, so I would say one of the, I've just, as you said, the word manifestation and in this context, I think the words matching vibration came to my awareness. And I just wanna say, think of manifestation as matching vibration. Manifestation equals matching vibration. And when you know it's funny, I had these two guys. My friend Dee Dee and I were um, having drinks in London recently. And this one guy thought it was very cute and he was into the law of attraction. I think he called it the law of vibration. And so he's talking, he's like, I'm really into that. And Dee Dee's laughing. Like, oh God, he doesn't know who he's talking to. So he was very interested. And it was so funny because I just said, Oh yeah. Like he's like, Yeah, these are my manifestations and I'm doing it. And like, like, and I was like, yeah, like you're doing gravity right now and you're standing on the floor and I'm sitting on this chair and I wasn't trying to be mean or dismissive or anything. But it's funny when people say the word manifestation, when they say it, pay attention to what their context of saying it is. Okay. So when they say manifestation, they're saying, I want to use gravity in a way that I'm choosing deliberately. Mm. They're always manifesting. And what is all, because that's like saying you're using gravity. We're sitting and using gravity right now, but we're not having to think about it. It's happening without us having to manipulate a vibration, right? It just is what it is. And so manifestation is just matching vibrations from the inside of the consciousness of these points of consciousness that we are to our outer realities. Okay, so if we know that now, that on the soul level is not a problem then her voice you know like you said like the souls kind of choose if they're going to have a set of circumstances to come into and sometimes they do it just to like go through the obstacle course and get through it right? Like, why do people even in human form go through those like amazing races and like run through tough mutters? Like, why would you do that to yourself? You don't need to even run a marathon. That's insane. But people do it, right? Why do they do it? Because it's a challenge and they grow. That's why they do it. And that's why a soul would pick what seems like on the outside a tough life. The same way the humans in the bodies go do crazy, stupid things. That's stupid, you know, but like things that are not pleasant or comfortable and you say I would never do something unpleasant or uncomfortable (laughs) yet you might run seven marathons it's like well that's not very pleasant or comfortable to your body and it's you know blisters you have runner's trots there's a lot of things that come you can pull your muscles your knees get worn out like there's a lot of things that come and you're saying no 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 I would never choose to be on you know deliberately suffer but we do it so much why you want to challenge and grow like why start your own business Danielle you could just be a nurse forever you know like that that's not the necessarily the easier path because it's something you're it's more unpredictable you don't know how to do it but let's say your soul is like no i want to come in and i want to learn how to have my own energy and have my own company and have my own abundance through my own manifestations you know it that would be an interesting experience so there's many layers. So from the soul level coming in, they may choose to have what seems as challenges to a mind that would say, I would never choose that, that the soul might actually choose for the experience of it because it's not permanently controlling that soul to have that experience and the wisdom and the growth that they have on the other side of it and understanding on the other side of it to their inner voice. So part of them is worth having. Does that First of all, makes sense that from the soul they could choose. For me, for example, with Atlas, I always feel like he didn't have any victim story whatsoever. When he died three times and came back after a two month coma, he was just like, okay, got his wiggled finger. And then he just like hopped along his way, one piece at a time, and just thrived after what would otherwise to other people have set them. You know, I'm speaking for him, you know, he, but he never had fought it when I was like, I have this feeling your soul totally was like prepared this kind of set of circumstances to heal yourself in order to help others heal. Like, like to you know how to do this. You're very good at this. This is a huge experience, but also something that you know firsthand. You don't have to be a doctor going to school. You've actually done it from within your own body. Right. You know, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And it didn't set up, it didn't wreck him. It didn't, you know, <laughs> he, he bounced through that in a way like that no one else I would ever imagine could. But that's where I think it wasn't, a surprise on a deeper soul level. It was actually a, he never played victim to that at all, ever, ever, ever. And so that is an example of something that sounds on the surface, like why would that ever happen? And what a suffering situation he didn't suffer emotionally. So anyways, obviously I don't want to speak for him too, too much right here, but I'm just saying he's an extreme example of something that somebody could say would be the worst thing ever to them, but not to his soul not to his experience. It was actually a really powerful, life-changing opportunity for his soul. And for me, selling the house and having this journey that I've had, my mind and humanness never would have picked it in a million years. I wanted to be happy with two dogs and a white picket fence. And what I've realized, even as I have lived through the seven years I've been so far out of that life, I would never go back now if you, you know, sometimes I go, oh, if the mind ever thinks, oh, over the journey of it, why is not it happened yet? And I was like, I would never go back and say, I'll go back to that old thing and actually go back. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't actually go remarry my ex-husband and go get those dogs right. back and live in the house that I lived in. I have, that's not what I want anymore. So even though I could say from a human point of view of me, I never would have wanted all of this and I'm that's why I think it's the blessed unknown that my inner voice doesn't uh, tell my mind what's going to happen because the mind wouldn't be able to accept what's going to happen but now looking back I would never go back to undoing what has happened so my soul has had this plan and my my feeling is that my soul planned this all to be the outcome not every single minute detail but now let's go back to manifesting, if you were curious on that. So when you say the word manifesting, can you see the difference between how people say it, what they mean, deliberate manifesting versus everything is always right. manifesting, whether they're aware of it or not, they're matching right. vibrations. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then you can go into, let's say, Atlas's scenario is a really good one, right? So the, the, the accident, like he had a scenario that created this outcome of him in the coma and then he was you know a paraplegic and quadriplegic at first um and you know had to kind of start everything from scratch amnesia the works right so he never matched a vibration of victimhood about that right his vibration as far as he felt through the experience in recovery was always very positive and that matching vibration created powerful result for him. So he went through something that you could say is hard, and then he didn't match the outcome being hard. He matched it being powerful, and that's what he got. So people can go through difficult things, and their manifestations can look on the outside. The circumstances could look bad, but the actual manifestation that they end up deliberately doing by choosing to have a better vibration than the what they otherwise could have about the same situation can lead to really powerful positive outcomes. So <sighs> souls go through this a lot more like a game and ex- a set of experiences that are just interesting. Like, why do you not only watch happy television? Actually, it's very hard to find only happy TV, right? <laughs> true. Like, there's very, very <laughs> little of it. I think that's partially because of the level of suffering people have been matching for so long in history without deliberately doing so. And this is, I think, something to touch on though with all of what I just said, that's on like the, the best positive side of that, right? But when they're not aware of their manifesting and their matching vibrations, they can also match negative vibrations and match and manifest to things that match that. But as your inner voice would say, and all the clients I've ever worked with inner voices would say, no one's ever permanently ruined by anything. Right. So at some point or another, those things get released, they get transmuted, they get turned from suffering into wisdom. So the experiences can be <sighs> unpleasant in the mind for a very, very long time, but it's not a permanent time. Because that soul and that inner voice of you is not in time, it's not worried about how much time things take. Obviously, it's compassion for the time that the human. Characters living it out. But that's, it's really harder on the character and the human side of the soul than it is on the soul side of the soul. Right. Both are you, but the one that's you in the mind is what's actually feeling all this turmoil in the first and only place. And how long that mind holds on to that. It is, as the collective always reminded me, (laughs) we didn't set it out to be so suffering focused. That wasn't where the plan and plot for this play began, but because the gravity is here, because the law of attraction, the matching vibrations are here, when that mind doesn't realize it's connected to its greater sense of self that inner voice, that wisdom, that soul on the other side, the actor playing the character that it is, when it feels that it's lost and alone and cut off from what it truly is, it was scared. And when the situations and this leading bleeding edge came in like a dinosaur ate them <acres> <laughs> whatever, you know, like when things were tough, cause they were for those, you know, gods turned animals and consciousness turned into a human form. That is tough when you have like the elements of the sun and the weather and protection and threats and other animals, all of this, all of this is, and you don't even realize that you have the gravity of this reality happening when you forget that you're creating your own reality, when you forget that you're dreaming, the mind can then match a vibration of trauma and stay stuck in it for a very long time because the momentum just keeps matching, 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 matching. It doesn't, as the collective said, it didn't ever, ever, ever have to be as pervasive as it became. And over time, as it got really dark, it's also getting lighter now in that sense of things, the suffering sense. Obviously, there still is plenty of suffering on the planet right now. And in a way, we're almost, in a, as a global species, more aware now of the global suffering of so many. <laughs> there was no time in humanity where there was like, little looking glasses, little mirrors you could look down on on your in your hands and see somebody else on a totally different part of the planet rescuing a dog on the internet. Right. I watched that yesterday and it was amazing. It was a Bali dog and it was a little snappy and he like recovered. It was like a very cute story, but like I would never know about that dog in Bali if, you know, the internet wasn't there, right? right? We're now all connected. So before you only knew what was happening around like the 50 people around you. You had no clue what was going on in the Ukraine. You wouldn't even know there was a Ukraine for a lot of, humanity's time. And then eventually you got to the newspapers and globes, (laughs) like it's been, they didn't even know what was in the world. Remember like the Columbus and all those people going around pirating in the oceans, trying to figure out the charting and cartography of the planet. They didn't even know it was round. So they didn't have, they had like a really low level of consciousness. They had a lot of suffering within even their tribes and clans in many places, obviously. So it was pretty dark in the sense of awareness. Now we have a lot of awareness and we have a lot of awareness of the suffering it still exists here, but in many ways, the suffering as a totality of the species is less than it used to be. And Abraham says that a lot too. It's remember, this is not as bad as it used to be. It's getting brighter. Like dawn, the sun is getting overall brighter. It doesn't seem that way because we have these little phones showing us every single speck of suffering that that has a phone in front of it to show other people, you know, and it can spread so much. And what we always hear and we know so well is that the, the wellness of the planet doesn't stick to the mind. The overall wellness of the planet doesn't stick to the mind as much as the suffering stuff does. The threats of our planet stick out in our mind for survival more than all the wellness. Right. So it seems lopsided to the level of suffering versus the overall level of wellness and those that are well then feel guilty for being well because they're seeing all the suffering. So even those people that could be well are feeling less well because they're seeing the suffering of the other, What's say 12% or 10%, 25%, doesn't matter. But like that is also interesting. So I know I'm going on a big old tangent here, but if I can kind of circle back, okay, mm-hmm. souls are just watching mini series yeah. and they hypnotize themselves into believing they're the character in the mini series. Okay, but they're really just the observer or the actor. Let's say I did this last night in Empowered talking about, um, I said Gladiator. I love Gladiator, the movie. So Russell Crowe played this incredible character and Joaquin Phoenix also played an incredible character, even though we call them one right and one wrong or one good and one bad, one evil, one just, (laughs) as the mind would say, they're really ultimately two characters in an incredible story. And they're ultimately two actors that are not, good or bad. You know, Russell Crowe is not like the only good guy and Joaquin Phoenix is not a bad guy only. Both can be good and both can be, as we call it, bad in their lives any one day. They're not only one or the other. They're just human beings as souls playing characters. But they're in this context acting, right? And so then they have the end scene where gladiator um, Russell Crowe dies And he goes over to the other side. He's got his wife and his kid and he's really happy. So, But then Joaquin is like there and we're like, oh, he was so evil. Well, really, at the end of that scene and the music, beautiful music plays, uh, Russell Crowe gets up. He shakes Joaquin Phoenix's hand and he goes, that was an amazing scene. That was incredible. (laughs) Let's go have lunch. And they're not defined by the scene they just played out. If you listen to your inner voice long enough or as many inner voices as I've listened to or listen to the journey of souls, that's very, very, very much the way that it feels. If I'm making it a metaphor or an analogy to help the mind understand this reality in a much more understandable, I'm making a human metaphor to what the energies of the inner voices say for all these years I've been doing this work is that nothing's permanent. No one's right. No one's wrong. Like Joaquin is not wrong for playing that character. Right. He just played an interesting role. Like truly the actor is not wrong for playing the bad guy in that movie. And then he played that movie, oh God, Johnny Cash, I love Walk the Line. Incredible movie, an incredibly interesting character who had dark uh, traumas in his life and also super brilliant light spots and transmutation of suffering into wisdom in his own life too. So it's a much more multifaceted type of uh, character he played there. But again, the actor is not defined by the character that he played. He has wisdom from the experiences though. Right. So I don't know, how does this handle the question as you asked it? And like basically what you wanted to understand that manifesting is always happening. It's just matching vibrations and suffering matched our humanity for a very, very long time because we were in that kind of unconnected sense of things. You know, I say it's like if your pinky toe is, uh, if you put a zip tie around your pinky toe and you make it so tight that it feels numb, you know, that feeling where it goes numb and you can't feel it anymore, pins and needles. And then it just like, even it could go kind of gangrene and get a little bit (laughs) purple and red and stuff. If you did that, it's still connected to your body. It just doesn't feel connected to your body but it is still connected. There's just a sense of separation because of the zip tie there, right? There is the sense that you are separated from this part of you. Otherwise you'd just be galloping and trust and dancing in your kitchen. right? But that sense of the zip tie is loosening as we go into our inner voice and as we release the matching vibrations to trauma. Yeah.
1: So things will continue to Come into your life that will be like a wave or like an un, not necessarily an unpleasant experience, but a lesson, I guess. And then you can t- choose a different way of responding. Mm-hmm
0: yes okay thank you yes 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 okay so i'm going to give an example well there's two that i can think of in my own life recently um a few months ago i mentioned my riptide experience where i was with a photographer doing a photo shoot and got caught in a riptide and it was like because i had in a past life drowned that was like a very not comfortable place for me to be in danger and i found we manifested gabriel which I nicknamed the surfer who came and took us on his surfboard out. But I had all of this accumulated emotion of the fear from that experience. And then recently, right before, two days before starting Empowered, the class about catching and releasing your victim stories, I was over in an area of London and a woman outside of a tube station Okay. Well, let me preface. Two people that I am aware of, one of them personally, two days before, told me about her phone being stolen in this area of London. It's a major bustling area. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? And she's like, yeah, I was using my headphones and I wear headphones with the cord just like she does. And he was on a bike and he just like st- like grabbed the headphone cord from that was hanging off of her ears. And then the phone came with it and he stole it. And I heard another person in the same area had her phone stolen and a prayer manger. And so because of the fact of these two stories, I actually was for the first time ever, I'm normally always feeling safe, but this time, because I heard their stories, I was in that area two days later and I was feeling, like talk about matching vibrations, I didn't do it mentally on purpose, okay? It was not on purpose, like let me go lower my vibration to being a victim. But I certainly, looking back on it, it was an incredible case study of how matching vibrations work. Because without doing it on purpose, I was feeling like I was scared to take my phone out of my purse in that area. So scared that I even thought about, if I wanted to look at it to look at the GPS, that I would go into an H&M and then I would like, maybe like behind a clothes counter, get my phone out of my purse. Which I had never (laughs) thinking about. I'm in that area of London twice a week at least because it's near some of my favorite stores. So I was like, but all of a sudden, I'm there in the middle of that crosswalk being afraid to take my phone out thinking maybe I should go to H&M because it's right there and I could just open my purse there and I'd be more safe. So obviously, I am never like that <laughs> like in any other place. But here I am. I hear these stories and I take them as almost they happened to me, right. which they didn't. But they happened to girls that I felt were like me to some degree or another. So uh, instead of matching someone stealing my phone, what I matched was something not far off from that potential. I was walking by the tube station in that area after lowering my vibration on accident. I say accident without being on purpose by by taking on their story and not being able to even be aware enough to know that's a bad idea to lower your vibration. I wasn't thinking that much, right? I, no one's thinking deliberately when they're in a victim store. They're not thinking, let me go lower my vibration. I do not ever blame anyone for having a low vibration, let, not even myself in that moment. And I'm a teacher of this stuff, and I can't even blame myself because if I had seen it or caught it at the time, I wouldn't have done it, but I w- didn't have enough awareness. To catch it. So I was doing it. And then what happened is this woman who easily could have been any one of our community. It was so strange. She, you know, didn't look homeless. She wasn't older than any of us. Like it was just like weird. She just came up in a black COVID cloth mask and shoved me in my chest, like as if to almost push me over. Out of the blue, and like I screamed because I was so shocked. This person came straight at me, and I didn't know if she was going to continue to attack me or not. So I was just like so taken aback. I screamed. There's 50 people walking back and forth all around us. This is right outside the tube station. Two. This one man was sit, walking next to me, and he's like, "Oh my god, do you know her?" Because it looked almost like I stole her husband or something. And like, why would she ever come after me? Out of you know, I said, "No, I've never seen her before." in my life she just kept walking but he was like do you know her? that was his first thought was, do you know her is she like attacking you on purpose and I said no I've never seen her and then he's like oh my gosh you were just attacked and then I'm just in complete shock complete stunned vibration another woman that was walking behind me came up and she was my Gabriel of the time and she's like you didn't do anything wrong I was so I was like I if those two people hadn't talked to me in that moment I was so stunned and so shocked and so shaken I would have just like I don't know at that state, my consciousness was so already, remember I was feeling like scared before this happened. So my vibration was already so low and so scared before it happened. So I manifested this, Woman who was, as the other woman told me, she's like, she was probably mentally imbalanced. She wasn't even, her mask wasn't even fully on her face. Like, that was just like a random act of violence, but it wasn't like she's not fully there. Obviously, it wasn't personal. She said, You need to do anything wrong. Cause I was literally just trying to go get a cookie. Like, that is all I was going to go do is walking on the way to get a cookie. And this woman just attacks me outside the tube as I was feeling more scared than I've even felt in South Africa. My vibration was lower there. And so the woman walks with me for five minutes, thank goodness, because as she did, I was still in a shock response. So as she kept talking to me, she kind of helped my consciousness kind of come back into my body, just like I felt the feeling of that scaredness after the riptide. So she walks with me for five minutes, magically on the way to where I was going to get the cookie. Cause she's like, where are you going? And I was like, well, I was going to get a cookie. <laughs> and then, and then I just was like, I guess I should keep going. I didn't have anything to, I need, wanted to get a snack to eat something. And so I went to the cookie store and she had to, she was going in the same direction as the cookie store to her work or wherever she was at. And she just was such a wonderful angel, like Gabriel that just talked and walked with me. Mm-hmm. And she told me, you know, you didn't do anything wrong you know, she ta- she's like, what's your name? And then she at the end told me her name was Mira, M I R A. So of course I Google Mira after I talked to her. <laughs> I'm like, what is the meaning of Mira? And it's like an abundant ocean of peace, a wonderful, abundant ocean wow. of peace. And that's exactly what I have tears as I think about that, like Gabriel, like exactly what I needed and what I appreciated. And as I walked home, I obviously was trying to do my best to beanbag whatever was up, but also I now, then suddenly because of this experience, first I matched the vibration being low. Then I attracted a situation that matched that low feeling. So it validated the feeling. Does that make sense? Mm. So first I had the validation of the other people's stories enough to lower my vibration. Then I have my own experience that matches that vibration. So now I feel on some level, kind of validated that I should feel scared. And I remember walking around the rest of the city being scared of being around strangers on the street because I didn't know which ones were gonna randomly attack me, which is not how I walk around the streets in normal times. But I saw another guy, interestingly enough, with a black COVID mask kind of thing on. And I was was on the other side of the street of him, but because I associated the black COVID cloth mask with her and seeing him. And I was like, why is he wearing the mask too? And I was like, what if he's going to go out there and do bad things to other people? That was the thought I had with this trauma in me, because that's how the mind was trying to protect itself in the survival mode that I felt. So then I get home and I obviously beanbag, like you've got, you know, no tomorrow, just like I did after the riptide. And I did and I did and I did. And then I got through it. But one of the things I also have to say as I observe this about myself is that what I didn't expect was, I got pretty quickly over the fact that she did that to me, but it, and it was perfect to have it happen before Empowered because it was a perfect moment that I was an actual physical victim to violence, which I've never been before. And thank God it wasn't, I didn't lose a tooth. I didn't, you know, she didn't steal my purse. I didn't even lose a phone, which was my big fear in the first place. But it was a sh- enough of a shock to have the to go through a very light version of physical trauma and to experience like the 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 physics behind it all. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'll never say like the law of attraction doesn't work if that is not one of the most powerful manifestations I've ever had. I remember that guy at the bar, he's like, oh yeah, I manifest all the time. I'm like, yeah, I manifested that <laughs> at the time. That matched my vibration. That's one of my most, you could say in air quotes, most powerful manifestations. Was it one I wanted or deliberately chose? Not at all, it was like the opposite of what I wanted to choose. But I cannot deny with the awareness that I have, looking back at it, that when I have more awareness about what happened than as it happened, I was like, that is what occurred. And then what I didn't understand until I was in the experience afterwards was I got over her violence towards me. I knew she was angry. My inner voice said immediately, the first thing I could hear from my inner voice was that anger that you felt was in her. So she was projecting, matching the vibration, right? She was angry on the inside. So she matched an angry action on the outside by pushing me out of the blue. But why did she pick me? She had 50 people to choose from in that moment. She picked me because I was matching the vibration. She didn't look at me and say, oh, this looks like a great, I mean, who knows what she was mentally thinking, but I was the one, not the man in the suit, not Mira, that was not all the other people around us. I was the one she picked because I was the biggest match to that vibration of worry of something going to happen to me right now. And something did happen to me right then. But afterwards, I realized I got over her and blaming her like that's the anger in her and like she didn't get that anger out. She still got that anger in her. She projected it out, but she's still manifesting from that inner feeling. She didn't get the feeling out by doing it to me. She just spread it. It's like she didn't get her COVID out by spreading COVID. She still got COVID in her own system. She didn't, her immune system has to heal the COVID in her. She can spread it as much as she wants to be around other people, but her immune system has to heal the COVID in her. She can't just like cough the germs off of herself onto someone else. Isn't that interesting? You can't anger your anger out into other people (laughs) to make it out of you. You can't shove your anger and emotions onto other people to get it out of yourself. You're just spreading that COVID that's still in your own system until this not in your own system. You have to heal it in yourself. You can certainly spread it. And what I realized was that's what stuck. The anger that she had in her, it's almost symbolic because she went straight for my heart chakra, like right between my breasts is where she shoved me, which is right where that heart is, right in this like open center of your own Mm -hmm. sense of self. Like Like that's exactly where she went, which is in a sense kind of a vulnerable, You know, you're not sitting there thinking you have to shield your heart from people. So I felt this like almost direct transmission of the energy she was feeling almost more because it wasn't on my arm. It wasn't on my leg or my head. It was into my chest, into my heart chakra. And so that I felt this anger. And I noticed that the anger wasn't at her. I was too aware for that. But I started to feel irritated and frustrated in an angry way to other people in my life after that the next day. And I was like, oh my God, this anger doesn't even feel... Familiar to me because it wasn't something I was normally familiar right. with. But just kind of like having COVID when you before you've had COVID, you're not used to what COVID feels like. Once you've had COVID, then you're like, oh, this is different. So then I knew, oh, I have to heal this because instead of coughing back onto her, I was coughing onto new people. You know, she spreads it to me, but then here I have the COVID in me now in my system and i was starting to spread that or feel that anger in other situations as if i was coughing around other people after she coughed on me does that make sense so i wasn't coughing back on her right. and saying oh take back the covid let me go cough on you and give it back to you i actually was like yeah it's not her fault in the sense that she she could have gotten that anger out she would like she doesn't want to have that in her i'm sure like on a deeper level her soul doesn't even hold on to it but she's right now acting from it And so I realized so much compassion for people that have had experiences of abuse because I realized firsthand in myself, observing how much that energy, which wasn't my thing beforehand, I did match the vibration out of not on purpose, by accident, you could say, without awareness or without deliberateness. But then after it happened, without being deliberately doing it, then I matched something and then I felt the feeling that matched her feeling. And I was like, oh my goodness, so many people may have, let's say if they've had abuse and anger done to them, they may have a lot of feelings of abuse and anger in themselves. And it's nothing to do with anything other than the physics of these energies, and then just need to to transmute. So I, after I saw that was like okay I need to, I punched some pillows and like really went for the beanbagging on the anger stuff after that once I saw it was still it was starting to like pop out at in other scenarios I was like oh that's getting triggered okay I gotta get the out of me and now it's not there and it's a beanbag so much that just like the riptide I can look back on it but it feels like it was a dream it doesn't feel real anymore. Now I will say it did happen, both things, but they feel as hazy and kind of in the past as though it's a dream that I had in the past. I can tell you the details. I just told you all the details and what I learned from it, but that feeling of it triggered or being active or now-ness isn't true anymore. I have the wisdom from the whole experience. I can tell you it all, but I'm not triggered anymore. The only thing that triggers me, just like in the Riptide story, is Gabriel and Mira They trigger love and appreciation in a moment that I really needed it. That's it. That's the only thing that actually triggers me out of the whole thing. And so that is a potential that this reality has. So if there is still a a muddy field that humans are walking around in, they're getting their shoes muddy. That's my new analogy. If they're walking around the muddy field and they're getting their shoes muddy, there is a way to clean the shoes. And the quicker you can clean the shoes the better this reality is, because now I can go through experience, I can have infinite compassion and understanding for other people, and I'm no longer defined in it myself. So my soul, and I really do feel like my soul, I was like, my mind was shaking my fist at it. Like, okay, so I did the class and this is what you're gonna give me two days before just so that I can relate to people? Seriously? Like, now I can relate, which I, I was like, I'd have to be very careful what classes I choose. from now on. like, if I want to have kids, maybe I should do like a birthing class just to, so are you gonna give me that experience so that I can uh, relate to it on a first hand basis in her voice? So anyways, I just wanna say that like, that is the potential. But what's been unfortunate, Danielle, and this This is, I think, what people, I have so much compassion is. We didn't know how to clean the shoes. Right. Does that make sense? So yes, it's always been possible, but I will say that because of that zip tie around the pinky toe (laughs) and that sense of uh, forgetfulness to the connection that we have and are, up until more times like now, in a more mainstream way, I think it's always been an esoteric and occult traditions to kind of try their best to maintain this understanding of the, the whole body connected to the toe. But on mass consciousness level, it was not in their awareness, but is becoming more and more mainstream or more and more a potential with the internet, with the technology. You don't have to go to a monastery that takes three years to travel by boat to or walk to like the El Camino. Like you can actually learn this stuff on, I don't know if, don't know if TikTok's gonna teach you how to get there quickly, but you know you can learn this stuff. There's There's access, there's books, there's tools, there's information that's spreading. Ultimately though, it comes from that beanbagging and releasing. No books are going to do that. Um, It's the breathing out and the awareness building in yourself. But that is the benefit of the future is that – we can clean the shoes faster. And as we clean the shoes faster, there'll be less people that have dirty shoes pushing dirt on other people, right? So I'm not gonna be part of the dirt that's pushing my anger on other people. I could have been if I didn't realize and know what I know. If it happened that I accidentally lowered my vibration, matched that lady, kept that anger in me, I could be shoving that anger at other people and projecting it onto other scenarios myself, like she is. She's, not, she's angry for a reason. She's had anger done to her. She just doesn't know how to get it out of her system. And so she's projecting it out and matching vibrations and manifesting a bunch of angry scenarios. She's not healing that. I'm in the place where it's healed. Right. And that's where I've been through the mud, but my shoes are no longer caked in that piece of dirt. Hmm. And so there you go, does that make sense? So your soul can throw you into the muddiest pit and know at the end of the day, we're getting that rinsed off and we're gonna be wiser and more compassionate and more understanding of how we create our reality than ever. And I have to say, I understand, I already knew the law of attraction, right? I was taught it for years, but that scenario is one of the most confirming understandings. It's not just when you're getting what you want that you can look at and look back on the dynamics. There's also when you can look back and say that, and and I want to say this too, there's zero blame on me for taking on their stories, the girl's stories. I just see that that's what happened. I'm not blaming myself for doing it. I'm not blaming myself for lowering the vibration. So no one needs to blame themselves for the vibrations they may have had in the past. If they didn't feel worthy and they didn't feel deserving and they manifested situations that reflected unworthy and undeserving or something's wrong with me or I'm rejected, that is, I have so much compassion. They didn't do it on purpose, but they're manifesting situations as just matching vibration. And it doesn't ever need to stay that way, but they have to learn how to clean the shoes so that it can change. Otherwise, the matching vibrations just keep matching until there's enough awareness to change that pattern. Right. Thank you
1: so much for sharing that um, that story because it resonates with me so much and probably with so many people. So, How does it resonate for you, Danielle? Um, I just see that um, when you for example, have an experience, well, like I have had, um, in the past and showing that, I guess for me, knowing that even if things are great, that you can have like, uh, okay, I'll just use an example of what happened currently. So my pay was <laughs> being delayed and, um, I kind of had no control over it. It was just like me sitting here <laughs> and, um, kind of watching how th- things were unfolding. Cause like, uh, everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing and, um, I guess like for me, I just kept having to beanbag those feelings of like worry, Um, when is it coming? Like that kind of thing. And then eventually it got uh, paid. I know it's not the same scenario, (laughs) but um, but I could have been like acting out of like anger Um, And there was a moment of fear for sure (laughs) as my bank account got low, Um, but it's just recognizing it and then pivoting that emotion. Yeah, beanbagging the emotion so that you don't have to match that vibration.
0: Does that make sense? Those beanbags, as Abraham says all the time, your number one knowing of how you're manifesting, what your vibration is, is your emotions. That's stage one for you to know what your vibrational set point is coming out as. So, of course, I felt angry after she (laughs) pushed anger onto me. And of course you felt fear for why you felt the fear, but getting that out of you so that you can match an outcome that matches not the fear is your best scenario forward. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful, Danielle. Thank you for those questions. I really, I didn't know if that would, uh, the conversation on that situation mm-hmm. in London would come out on the show or if it, if it, how and when it would. So thank you for asking the question because I hope that that explanation of manifesting also helps many other people that might be wondering about the same subject. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much, my friend. And thank you for the entire time together. It has yes. been such a joy to work with
1: you yeah you too like thank you thank you for everything and this has been an incredible experience for me and all the growth that has happened during this time and obviously everything that you have done for me I really really Aww. appreciate it
0: oh well my friend Danielle and to everyone listening may something wonderful happen to you today